Bradfranklin.com, the source of the sport. I am Brad Franklin, publisher of CavsCorner.com, coming to you live from Atlanta, Georgia, site of the uh, our Publishers Conference, as well as the Five Star Rivals 100 Challenge, or however I just butchered that, but we're not going to re-record that again. Uh, it is uh, Tuesday, June the 26th, and uh, we recorded a podcast last week where we basically talked about all of the things that literally within like 48 hours were fixed. Um, I guess 48 hours of it posting. So we, we thought it only fair to, to revisit um, a huge, I mean, no, there's no way around it. A huge recruiting weekend um, for the Cavaliers on the gridiron um, and to close up what was, I guess, um, the first part of uh, of the official visit season. Um, but before we get started, let's go around and introduce everybody up in uh, Fishersville. David Spence is on the show. How are you, my friend? I'm doing pretty good, Brad. I'm a little worried about the power we wield now with our with our wishes and talk <laughs> talking. Um, David Spence, who Dave's on the board at who Dave's on Twitter, and up in uh, Arlington, staff writer Justin Ferber is also on the show. How are you, man? Not too bad. It's actually not bad sometimes when you're wrong. If you're negative and wrong, uh, I've learned it's better to just set the expectations low and then go from there. That's right. Always so, be, uh, always be as, surprised. Speaking of at uh, lower expectations, um, at Justin underscore Ferber on Twitter. Well done. Cavs Corner also on Twitter. Cavs underscore Corner. Great place for in-game updates, content items, and the occasional witty banter. So I did say um, I'm in a hotel room as I record this. So if there are loud noises um, outside um, or if you can hear somebody flush the toilet upstairs, it's not my fault. Um, okay. So we record this podcast last week. Um, we were all pretty brutally honest on it, I, I think. I, I thought we, you know, we, we talked about the issues of the day, at least as they were. I would say within maybe 24, 32 hours, I started getting some some hints that maybe Virginia was going to get good news. Had no idea that it was going to be the weekend that it was. Dave, I'm going to start with you because you're you're the one that brings us the the true fan um, sort of viewpoint here. Um, <laughs> you, uh, I would imagine that over the years, as as Virginia fans have dealt with all of the nonsense of losing and the distractions that are part of a coaching change that you, you get used to not being uh, maybe on the upper echelon of, of recruiting. I mean, it was, I think the number I, I looked up 1,417 days between four star commits for UVA. And then they got two within five hours. How, how much fun was that? And I, I want you to be kind of the voice of the board here. Cause um you're you're like i said you're our resident fan person um how fu- how much fun was it yeah it was really fun man i mean um it, it's been a long time you know obviously london had some some decent recruiting classes and you know when he when he got quinn and he got andrew and um and and smoke i mean those, those were big wins but you kind of like i mean those guys were kind of i don't want to say they were locks for uva but you know, the, the hints were out there for a long time that you know, Virginia was in a really good sh- uh, spot with them. Like, um, yeah, I, I figured we were, I, I kind of knew we were in a decent place with uh, Stewart, but to get him to commit this early and then Briggs, Briggs is probably the single most shocking commitment I can remember in the last 10 years. Like, I didn't, like, I knew we, he had an offer, but I, first of all, I wasn't aware he was visiting, which maybe that's on me. And secondly, for him to commit, like, when I saw the text from you guys, because I wasn't on Twitter, like I was like, "What? <laughs> Who?" And then uh, it almost seemed that uh, it seemed surreal. So, for me as a fan, and may, maybe I'm missing a day or two, but it literally was the most exciting 
24, 48 hours I've had since Al Groh's first you know, big signing day when he, he flipped Lund- – I think he got Lundy, Michael Johnson. I mean, all these big-name recruits um, that were kind of out of the blue to just get piling on. That's what it felt like, and that's a good feeling. Um, but, you know, they're high-caliber recruits. You know, St- Stewart, a four-star linebacker, and Brace, a four-star defensive tackle – I, I don't want to like poo-poo any of the success London had because he, he, you know, he had some he had some good recruits come in. But when you consider where those guys are ranked nationally and the positions they play and the needs of this team, like, yeah, how, how can you beat the number two defensive tackle with the depth we have, the depth issues there? So, and just the pieces, you know, I, I don't want to concentrate on just those guys. Like, you know, Chalmers was a good, you know, a good pickup. Uh, Cypress looks pretty good. Leach is what Fannin's old teammate. Um, then you add the two German guys who, you know, could open a pipeline to a whole new recruiting thing. You know, other people will see it, but it's great to be the first one in. Um, yeah, it was a good, it was a good, <laughs> a good few days, man. It really was. Yeah. I would say the only thing that seemed to be on par with it because you had two announcements, four star kids, given the situation would have to be Brooks and Parham. I think that's the that's the day I remember uh, was getting yeah, both was of those guys. Um, what was that? Two thousand two, two thousand one, maybe. I'll, I'll double check where you got. Two thousand and two, and I remember being in college, and uh, my roommate and I were at that point um, subscribers to this this here website, and yeah, I mean that, that's sort of the the gist of 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 um, at least historically sort of how it all sort of lines up. Um, it certainly wasn't, uh, <laughs> it certainly wasn't like a regular old Friday, right? It wasn't like your daddy's Friday, you know, you're just like, it was, it, it was certainly out of the blue. Um, I don't know if, if you've had a chance to see that story I wrote, um, that published on Tuesday morning, um, on, on Hunter Stewart, but he basically, they were out to, there was a meal happening and, and he looks across and Vic Soto and, and Briggs are just going crazy and they realized that like he had just committed. Um, and in talking to different people about um, Juwan, it's, it's, it is kind of the perfect situation because you're, you're marrying uh, a kid who is incredibly strong, kind of a fire hydrant kind of, um, you know, if he was two inches taller, um, I mean, he might be, you know, top 10, top 15 nationally with his skill set um and and his uh and his strength and and stuff um but given sort of what virginia needed it and 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 sort of his not just his football uh abilities but also sort of his his expanded sort of um mind i mean he's a kid who plays 10 instruments he's you know into theater he wants to um you know his dad i think is a is an IT guy and um, he's just a different kind of kid. He's just not your standard, you know, four-star defensive tackle, second best in the country. I mean, he's just a different kind of dude and it sort of matches up sort of with what UVA um, sort of can offer. And I mean, look, if Virginia could, could get these types of kids, because these kids are out there, the kids who, who, who might have some varied interests as well as wanting to play ACC football. Um, so, I mean, if they could, find, they could find these kids, yeah, you'd, you'd be in a good spot, but this was, you just a, the position of need part is just, I mean, you're, you're talking about like you could not have picked a better position on the roster to find this kid than they did. Um, and then to, to, to have it be a part of a weekend that it was Ferber from, from your vantage point, um, what, 
what which sort of stood out to you about this weekend and 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 now that you've had a couple of days removed for it um how will you sort of remember it yeah i mean it, it's good to to recapture some of that momentum uh that we talked about that they they kind of needed uh when we met last week to talk um yeah i mean the the caliber of the players is great and i think that's what people are focusing on uh but like you guys said the position of need is just as important uh it feels like they've been recruiting Stewart for a long time. So it was good to kind of see that uh, recruitment end positively. And, you know, they, they, this staff has done a decent job up here in the Northern Virginia, DC area. Um, you'd like to see them improve in some other areas, but uh, if they can keep those pipelines open to the big schools, uh, especially the, you know, WCAC schools up here, that, that that's huge. Uh, Cause those schools have obviously academic reputations that, send a lot of non-athletes to, to UVA. So, I mean, I think if you can continue to recruit well at those schools, that's awesome. Uh, Briggs, obviously a huge commitment. The biggest one that Broncos gotten to date, both in terms of need and, and caliber player. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I, I love the Wentz kid uh, from what I saw on film, considering, you know, his background, uh, I expected him to be a lot more raw than he was. I think he's a player. I think you can, you can find something for him. Uh, and I wouldn't rule him out playing quarterback. So, uh, I think that's great. Um, hopefully they can continue this. Uh, I don't want people to get too worked up and, and assume that they turned some kind of corner or that they're doing something uh, or they did something at the end of last week that they weren't doing for two and a half years. I think it's uh, continuing to you know preach the same message. And, and with these specific kids on this specific weekend, it, it resonated. And uh, obviously that momentum can carry over to a few other uncommitted prospects that are still out there that were here over the weekend. So uh, we'll see if that happens. Uh, I don't think they're, I don't think it's mission accomplished as far as the recruiting uh, path forward is concerned. I still think that, you know, they need to demonstrate this ability over time and, and try to do it with more players, you know, going forward throughout this class in the next few, but uh, it's definitely encouraging to see that it is possible for them to, to get some high level guys here. That's an interesting point. I, I, I want to focus on what you said about turning a corner. I think that's a really interesting um, sort of frame, and I want to have a, a little bit of a discussion around that. Um, so good job, Ferber. Um, I think that for a lot of people who are not necessarily people who pay attention, um, it would make sense to me that some of those folks would, would think that Virginia has sort of turned a corner. I think for those of us who do pay attention to it, you think like, okay, this is really good. This is a really good sign, but it's not, it's not a turning of a corner in the sense of um, that the, that the turn has been completed. Right. What I do think it is, is it's a, it is some proof uh, that what Virginia is doing can work. Um, and to me, there's a difference between can work and is working. Um, I think you have to continue to see results um, beyond just, um, you know, these handful of kids. I think it's important, um, kind of going back to what you guys said a minute ago. Yeah. Briggs is the guy who, um, gets the most attention cause he's, you know, top 60 in the country. Um, number two at his position. Stewart is a four star kid from Alexandria who, um, goes to, to school at Gonzaga. Um, so that I mean, not only is it a Northern Virginia kid, but also at a school that Virginia would really like to have some success at, um, I think the the foreign kids, uh, the two Germans. Um, I mean, look, if if you're going to get an in 
let me back up. If you're gonna if you're gonna recruit, you want to have relationships and relationships that could get you kids like that um, on some sort of regular basis. Because it doesn't seem like to me that um, that 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 group is gonna stop pulling in um, you know really talented players from all over Europe. Um, that's a good thing. And not to mention those kids are good. The Sufi kid had an offer from Florida, legit offer, not like, you know, somebody just put it in the database and fat fingered a button. Um, and look, you got a, you got a kicker, a nationally ranked kicker out of it. Uh, Johnson Dunkel is a, a legacy kid. Um, there's a lot to like about this. And you also got your first, an in-state kid, um, from, 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 from the central region in the 804 in the 2020 class, you got your first 2020 commitment as well. Um, and Antonio Webb, um, in talking to him, I mean, he's been a fan forever and Virginia has not done well. Um, it seems like with kids who grew up as fans, you know, I think back to, to Yarborough, um, I think back or, to, uh, or younger brothers either. Yeah. haven't. I mean, like there are a lot of like those kids, you know, you can't take anything for granted. Right. So just in all in all, it was a great weekend, but I, I think, I think Ferber's, um, as usual, the Ferber gut is right. I mean, there's a, there's no, I don't think there's any shame in saying that Virginia did a really, really important thing, a big step. And I do think it could be a program changing, you know, 36 hours. I really do believe that. Um, I also think that in order to say that they've turned a corner, you need to see a little bit more. Now, if Jaquay Hubbard decides to commit to UVA, if um, um, Garwo, four-star running back, um, commits to UVA uh, on Wednesday, when he announces, um, which will be after folks hear this show um you know that that maybe that is a sign i mean and it would all be related to the same weekend um the, the trick is going to be um consistency i mean we all i think as as folks who who observe sports we all understand that like just because you do one great thing doesn't mean you've done it um and certainly the data would back that up um you know you, this class is was was not was not terrible there are certainly some guys in this class from a number standpoint because they're unranked um, you know, I mean, I don't know how you can rank kids, um, who are, you know, playing overseas other than just looking at their measurables. Um, but beyond that, I, I think it's a really good group and these kids that they got this weekend just further strengthen that. And I, I think to Dave's point earlier, um, you know, uh, Chalmers, um, I mean, excuse me, Chase, um, and, uh, and, and Fentral, I mean, like they're good kids who, who wanted to be, uh, you know, who wanted to be a part of this and they're solid players. Um, three-star guys, um, you know, in, uh, in Fentral's case, he actually, he might not technically be a Virginia kid, but he grew up in Virginia was here. I think he said until he was 11. Um, and ironically decided to stay in South Carolina because his, uh, his dad thought he would be in a better spot to earn offers. Um, for college there so then he ends up going to UVA and I mean it's a, it's a big deal for his family for him to play you know basically at home for all intents and purposes but I mean again all these things seem to be going the way that if you're a Virginia fan you want them to go um, I think there's a lot to like but yeah. I also think it's safe to say that you haven't turned the corner yet yeah I mean I, I do think when when you're when you're talking recruiting success there is this there is this trap where you can fall into like, Hey, it, it just a bunch of three stars, but, or, Oh, look, they grabbed a bunch of four stars, but you know, there, what I do like about this class is, you know, you, you've got your four stars, but it, it's something we didn't see a lot with the previous regime, which is building a roster. You know, it, it's, it's not recruiting four wide receivers, you know, and, and, you know, all your four stars are the same position. It, it, it is very good. When you start looking at where these guys fit in with, 
you know, the roster that should be in place when they come, it, it starts, you know, to me, that's, that's the excitement of the class. When, when you start adding a guy like Briggs to hopefully a smiley um, with Reed and Redmond and what you'll get hand back for another year with those guys. And you'll have Mandy doing his thing. Like you start to build up some depth on the defensive line where you're not renting a, you know, you know not, not rent a defensive tackle grad transfer. Um, and then the offensive line, just the numbers they've put up year after year, that's encouraging, you know, cause that position was so depleted when the staff took over. Um, you know, the German kid, I guess it's Sufi is how you pronounce his name. Um, like that boy, that boy is big. And then he's got a teammate. Oh, I'm blanking on his name right now. We were the six, nine guy from Finland. Who's I like, mean, good luck trying to say his name. Yeah. I mean, he's a beast. Like obviously he's got a lot of big offers. So isn't uh, he in like the army or something? He's in the Finnish army. He had to take an emergency, get an emergency leave to come do this little U S tour. They did. And then he's back. I think he gets out in October. Um, but he's like six nine, three twenty five, and he's got offers from like Florida, Nebraska, Ohio State. Um, so yeah, I don't know how much pull that Wentz and Sufi will have with him, but it, it, it's never bad when you got that kind of kid looking at you. Um, and just yeah, that's what I like about it. it. It's not just good players; it's good players in positions of need, and it's good players in multiple positions um, that they're kind of stacking up. Um, you know. I'm interested. I was going to ask you, Brad. I mean, you know Smiley. You've talked to him a little bit. Do you think having a couple four stars, given what we've talked about in the past with you know the guys at home, you know, giving them a hard time about Virginia, do you think it helps at all? I would say that it has to. I think the thing that 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 really helps with with kids like him, in-state guys who maybe you know they they don't want their friends to see them riding the moped, right? Um, they might enjoy it, but then again, they don't want to get like picked on about it. Um, I, I feel like for guys like him, anything positive is a good sign. And what I'm curious about is a kid like him. Is he worried that like, Oh, now they have another defensive tackle. Um, we'll have to see if, if, if that plays any sort of role mainly because I mean, he's not, he knows this kid is, is higher ranked than he is. You know what I mean? Saying like, like these kids are acutely aware. Right. So I kind of feel like um, in, on the one hand, yes, it definitely does help for Virginia to have some, you know, recruiting momentum. The only downside of course, is that it's going to be, I mean, they're in a dead period now. Um, these, his visits won't be until um, the fall. Um, so they really can't, can they capitalize on it? I guess everything is kind of on hold. Um, so you'll be, you'll see kids go to camps. You'll see kids earn offers. You might even see some, obviously some commitments as they've continued to roll out since then. But realistically, I don't think, um, I, I look at it like this. Um, it certainly can't be a negative, right? Um, unless you want to look at it from the standpoint of, um, you know, a guy who thought he could be the centerpiece at this position and now knows that there's a kid who's better than him. But above all, I do think it's a positive and I do think it helps them, um, especially because they know they need depth. Um, you know, and, and Bronco has said um, he's not married to any specific scheme. Matter of fact, in this class, especially, you know, they're recruiting all their linebackers to play multiple positions and they're recruiting their cornerbacks um, in the sense that, that, you know, they could be cornerbacks or safeties. I mean, realistically, they are recruiting right now for maximum versatility and how they um, slot guys really comes down to you know, who's ready and who's not and, and how guys fit together. So I do think it's going to be a positive for Smiley. The question I think is going to be, 
um, to what degree it is and if there is any potential negatives with him being, um, you know, with him being a, you know, a, a guy, a defensive tackle in a, in a three, four scheme. Um, I also, I'm curious, I, I'm curious, like in the big scheme of things, um, we know Virginia can do better because, you know, this weekend alone, you know, they had some, some really talented kids on, on grounds. And, and certainly if you were going to have a big recruiting weekend to have the number of talent, the amount of talent that they had there, the trick I think is going to be like, what does it look like in the fall when they can bring kids in for visits? Um, it's a very different thing to bring them in now and have them kind of hanging out together. But can you, what can you do with the fall? And, and I think ultimately what happens to this class is going to be somewhat dictated on how guys respond in the fall. What do you guys think about that? How do you, what do you, do you think that this, um, what, what do you think this means for recruiting in the fall? And Dave, we'll start with you. I don't know. It's a little, you know, one of the things we talked about last week is, you know, they only had like seven commitments after June last year. Most of the class was done and that was a little worrisome given the fact you know, we've gotten basically like almost 10 commitments since our podcast. And, you know, um, you count 2020 and, and the Dunkel kid, and we haven't even talked about the transfers they got. Um, I don't know. I, I think football recruiting is changing a lot. You know, it's, it's kids seem to be making up their mind earlier. Um, I mean, I, I think once you get into the fall, like what happens on the field that year becomes more pertinent. Um, so I don't, I mean, it can't hurt. I don't, you know, you've got some momentum. You don't, you know, there, there's going to be a kid out there and I, I'm not speaking about a specific, specific kid. But there's going to be a kid out there who likes Virginia and likes what they're selling, but didn't want to be the first big time commit, whether you close them or not. I, I don't know, but it certainly can't help, you know, can't hurt that other guys have. Um, we'll see. I mean, I, I do, th- I'm interested to find out like when all the, the autopsies done at the end of this re- recruiting class, like how much having the facilities master plan in place and how much Carla being involved in recruiting and then Vic having now a little more time on the road. You know, I think he's the star recruiter on the staff. Maybe I'm overstepping, stepping that opinion, but that's kind of how I feel, at least on the defensive side of the ball, how all those things are merging along with the staff having a few years to kind of get their feet wet develop relationships with these recruits, like how much all of that's winding up. Maybe we're at the beginning of something, or maybe this was the, the highlight we're going to see for this year. Either way, you know, it, it's certainly better than it was a week ago. What do you think, Ferber? Yeah, I mean, I think independent of success on the field, it might not mean a whole lot. Um, I, I don't know what relationships these – you know, recent commits have with other players that are out there, but uh, I don't think it can, it's, it's not certainly not going to be a bad thing. Um, but maybe if you can couple this momentum with some on the field momentum, I think then that could actually be something, um, you know, if you can start off the season hot and then you, you know, if you're a recruit and you're visiting and let's say they have, you know, three and one, four and two or something record wise. And, and then, you know, you're visiting with a bunch of other good players and you can kind of see the momentum building, then maybe you want to jump on board. But, you know, until that happens, I don't know uh, what this, you know, specific run of commitment, you know, what the, what the momentum from that is going to mean three months from now. 
I want to touch on one thing before we wrap up today. I mean, we, we wanted to have a, a podcast basically devoted to this group. Um, and I feel like, I feel like that it's a good place to sort of check in on the class and I want to do something a little bit bigger. Um, and in like, kind of like in a, um, kind of a more of a, obviously a written form later, but, um, how crazy is it that we've, we've had this conversation. We didn't even talk about the Sean Perry, um, <laughs> which is kind of a perfect defensive end outside linebacker hybrid for them. Six, three, two, two, you know, two thirty. Um, good size kid, uh, solid offer list really impressed Rob Cassidy at the Florida state camp. Um, but I want to look at the class as a whole. Um, like I said, I, I think most of these guys, um, at DB, they're, they're kind of looking at them in, in multiple ways. Um, they're not just looking at, okay, you're going to be this, or you're going to be that. I think the one exception might be Chalmers, I think, is is either a safety or a linebacker um, just based on his size. I think Cypress could be likely a corner but could play a little uh, um, free safety if he needed to. Um, it's a really kind of balanced group. It, it, it quickly, I think, found some balance. They needed probably two more offensive linemen, at least, to me. Uh, you got Sufi and you've got Leach. Um I think you need two more linemen. Um, if you think Wentz is your quarterback, you, you I mean, maybe you, you're good with him. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised if they got um, somebody else as well. Uh, Linebacker-wise, you've got Stewart. And like I said, um, you probably could see um, um, Chalmers fitting in there, um, depending on how Mother Nature handles him. Um Clary probably a safety doesn't have the size. I don't think to play linebacker. Um, so you're probably looking for, for one more in addition to Josh Ahern um, defensive tackle wise. You've got Briggs, uh, you've got um, um, Emil Anderson, um, the Danish kid um, who has, I, I think really great size for that position. So you're probably looking for at least one, if not two more um, wide receiver wise. Um, and I guess I should mention, um, um, Saitu, who is listed in our database of wide receiver, but going to play linebacker. Um, so they've got several, you know, athlete sort of types who can who can play a variety of spots. What do you What are your other wants in this class? That's that's I think the way we'll wrap this up, Dave. We'll start with you. What are your other wants in this class? And no, don't just say you know every <laughs> uh, highly rated guy they got, but just in terms of positions, um, if if we think they're going to get um, five more kids. Uh, which I think that number will probably actually be higher, but let's just say five of that five. What positions do you think they should focus on? I mean, I mean, you kind of summed it up for me. Like, I don't think you necessarily have to have two more offensive linemen, especially if the one, if you get Hubbard, like, I think if you combine Hubbard with uh, Sufi, Sophie and whatever his name is, I feel terrible when I don't know how to pronounce someone's name. Um, and what was the other one? Uh, a leech like I me mean, i think because of how highly ranked hubbard is and how good sufi looks and then i mean i think you get by with three if those are your three but I, I would i would agree i would like to add another one just for depth um and i think when you're thinking about recruiting at virginia and i think i've mentioned this in the past but if, if you listen to bronco talk like not every recruit he signs he wants to be like he doesn't care he basically recruits a couple of tiers. He recruits like ready to contribute right away and developmental. Like he, he wants a guy, he wants some people to push, you know, to kind of push everyone up that maybe don't start till their junior or senior year. So um, 
but but I think with with Sufi and and Leach, if you could add a Hubbard, then maybe that maybe that take takes care of it. Um, and so when that kind of rolls over to the defensive line, I think if you get Smiley with Briggs, you know those are your two kind of plug and play guys. Um, and then Anderson could kind of be your your developmental kid. But just because of all the attrition on the defensive line, I think adding another another piece there, not necessarily a defensive tackle, but um, you know a guy with size who could could play there. Perry, I like you know I like a lot. I mean, I think he. I think he kind of replaces peace moving forward. You know, that's the kind of role he can have. And with quarterback, I still think just because of the importance of the quarterback position, I don't think you ever stop recruiting that position. You know, obviously you've got, you know, Perkins with two years and you've um, Armstrong as a freshman. Then, you know, I hate to leave out, <laughs> leave out our, you know, our other quarterbacks, but just focusing on them. What I do like about Wentz is I like his tape. I mean, he's an, he's a, Plus athlete, you know, I think he ran a four or five at the Boston College camp. You know, they they talked about playing other positions with him. And his arm looks pretty good against some look, what looks like pretty simplified defenses. But I, I don't think he's a, a – I think he's a kid that could develop, you know, after Perkins and Armstrong are done. Um, he's a kid who could develop into your quarterback his junior senior year. But I also think he's not a guy that's going to scare off, a, you know, a guy who's ready to go. So – just because of the importance, you know, adding another quarterback would be would be decent, and then a running back. I just think every year you should you should add one of those if you're going to run a, you know, if your if your goal is to run a hurry up offense. So you know, Garwo would kind of shut that down for me if you could if they could wrap that up. But overall, I mean, it, it's a very very good start. I don't want to act like they need to add a lot. Um, Ferber. I'm curious to get your point of view on this because you you usually take a really measured approach, but it doesn't. I mean, I don't think it's too much of a stretch to think that UVA could legit have three more four stars in this class. Um, they could get Garwo, they could get Hubbard, and they could get Smiley. Um, that obviously would be absolutely huge uh, for a variety of reasons. Um, so what what's your what's your uh, what's your thought process on the last however many spots that they have? Yeah, I mean, obviously, if they get those three guys, that's awesome. I mean, uh, Smiley, they kind of got already <laughs> and then didn't get him. I know. I felt um, so bad making the joke about or making the point about the whole like however many days because technically he was there, but it only lasted 17 minutes. I don't think you can like really call that a thing, but yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah. So, I mean, if they can land those three guys, then that's awesome. I mean, if you could, if you could get two elite defensive tackle prospects, um, Especially, like you said, Broncos not necessarily married to a specific uh, front. You know, they can mix it up and do different things and try to get the best eleven guys out on the field. I think that would be huge uh, for the rest of the class. I, I agree with Dave. I think a running back would be nice. I think in every class you want to have a running back. Um, I like what they've done on the outside, uh, defensive back and wide receiver. I think they've added some talent there. Um, I think Wentz can play quarterback. Um, I, I like this film. It, his, his delivery was a little interesting. Um, but I don't even mean that in a bad way. It's just unorthodox. Uh, but, but if the ball gets out quick, uh, it looks like he's a pretty good decision maker. I don't know about his, uh, competition level in, in Germany, but, uh, I'm interested to see what he can do. If not, I think he could be a, a, a good athlete somewhere else. Uh, as far as needs the rest of the way, I think offensive line, um, they just need to continue to build there. Obviously, uh, you know, they, they, they 
appear to be making strides in that department. Uh, we'll see this year if, if they really, you know, pay off. Uh, and obviously you want to continue to build depth there as much as you can and then not have to rely so much on, on grad transfers and, unless you can find one that's elite. Um, but I think offensive and defensive line just keep stocking those positions and, and then take the guys that fit the system everywhere else. I think um, if they if they're able to get these four star kids uh, and then put anything on the field together, like I think they will, which is I, I do think that Perkins is good enough to get them to the postseason with their schedule. Um, I, I don't know how much beyond six um, I'm willing to go, but I, I do think that that's that that that's enough. Um, but I mean, it's it doesn't take a it doesn't take too much of a leap considering what they've done. Um, like I said, I, I do think that that's a program changing day or so. Um, what they're able to do with the rest of the class will will go a long way toward just deciding like how much change we're talking about. Um, and then obviously to to first one earlier, you know, some on the on the field stuff um, would be even more important. But um, yeah, Brad, if you don't mind, like just you know, just so it's not all roses and and everything. Like, <laughs> Well, we yeah, did a whole Stuart thing about Briggs. how they, they hadn't really turned the corner. So, I mean, yeah. yeah but, but Stuart and Briggs, I mean, those are different dudes, right? I mean, you know, Briggs reminds me a lot of DeBrickishaw. Um, you know, very, you know, the, those are two kids, you're just talking about their background and everything. Even though they're highly rated recruits, they're two kids who probably really appreciate the and pitch, right? So, not every high re- recruit's going to be like that. And, Virginia doesn't need every high-rated recruit. So what I'm, what I'm encouraged about it, find the ones that that fit that mold and, and bring them in. But just because you got those guys, I don't think every four – you know, I, I just want people to think every four-star and five-star has got a Virginia offer is all of a sudden going to start flipping. You, you have to realize those guys are kind of – you know, kind of special. I don't think I don't think anybody <laughs> I don't think anybody thinks that those kids aren't special. I'm, I'm just hoping this works. I, well, I know, <laughs> I know you're doing like a weird sort of Galileo 24 reverse mojo thing without making it super obvious. I, I do think it's interesting though that we feel like like how the, like that there's like this weird like recruiting PTSD involved here, right? Which is like on the one hand, I'm really enjoying the fact that that the fans are happy and the more the board is happy and that, you know, there's lots of positivity and stuff. And yet at the same time, I'm desperately afraid that the the first negative thing that happens is just going to send people into a tailspin. And I wonder if that's just life as a message board owner in 2018 when you run a site focused on UVA. Same as I think you're you're sitting there worried that fans are going to get, you know, the, the expectations are going to take off. And I'm like, all right, well, I don't know if they're there, but certainly there are definitely those who will who will think that now you know um the next sort of more uh more normal sort of guy that virginia's gotten in recent months um will will for some reason be not enough i think ultimately the thing that matters or let me rephrase the thing that i think is most interesting about this this run they had last weekend is that they had these two four-star kids and then these also these two foreign kids that you know obviously none of us have seen live um that they, they, yeah, they, they got these kids that are more conventional, but they also still did it their way. You know, like the, they didn't change up anything. They didn't, they didn't go out there, start promising playing time to people. Like they basically did what they do. The difference is they just have the pitches happen to be thrown to players who, who really wanted to hear them. Um, you know, Hunter Stewart talking about, you know, Bronco basically he called the commit and Bronco was like, listen, I want you to make sure that this is the right decision for you. That's just like the the 
the, the thing you just don't hear coaches do. But it stood out to this kid, and he never forgot it. And even if he did take some other visits, it didn't matter because he was going to go to UVA, especially once Bronco said that. Briggs is, like, a, like we talked about, a different kind of guy. Um, you're right. Not every five-star, four-star, whatever is going to have um, you know, interest and, and look at their recruitments the same way. But at the same time, the fact that Bronco and them didn't change anything up to have this weekend, they just happened to, you know, to find the right kids. Um, you know, maybe that's a, a positive more so than it is um, a potential, you know, um, negative in terms of like people's hopes and dreams of bringing in nothing but four or five stars for the rest of time. Well, like uh, like I have uh, many many other weeks, I want to thank everybody out there for continuing to support the show. I want to thank Dave and Ferber for giving graciously of their time. Um, I want to thank for everybody out there for putting up with my nonsense, um, as usual. If you're somebody who came to the site, uh, through the pod, um, we appreciate it. Feel free to review us. And if you're somebody who's on the site, um, uh, who, um, who enjoys the pod, feel free to review us. Um, whatever you got to do to, uh, to have more, uh, UVA coverage in your life, I'm, I'm all about it. Um, so again, for uh, David Spence and Justin Ferber, I'm Brian Franklin, publisher of CavsCorner.com. Thanks for coming out. We'll see you soon.